This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Thoughts on drought management. One caveat to corn rootwort damage this year is how many beetles they caught in traps. Normally, if they catch 7 to 14 beetles in a trap, it is cause for concern. This year, they caught as many as 60 to 80 in traps. The corn root worm pressure will potentially be enormous. They attribute the reason to the dry June, or the eggs were not washed off the plants. There were instances of significant root worm loss in fields despite root worm control genetics. They have to eat the root in order to ingest the toxin, and there were so many that there would be damage done to the plant before the rootworms died. We ended up adding insecticide to the fungicide application. My partner, seed dealer, says a better genetic rootworm control is coming, but it is still a few years away. This may have a significant impact on corn on corn acres next year. My partner was going to plant corn on corn again, and he already made the decision to instead plant all soybeans next year. The persistent drought with the total lack of subsoil moisture also played into that decision. I have seen corn on corn and corn following soybeans on opposite sides of the road where corn on corn runs out of gas first. Corn on corn is getting tougher to grow. One defense against a multi-year drought is to rotate crops. Corn on corn performs poorly in drought years. Soybeans are agronomically a better drought crop. I had some corn on corn this year yet in transition to full rotation next year. Drought and rootworm control reduced corn on corn acreage in 2022. Ranchers in drought impacted states are struggling to manage this severe drought. The soaring price of hay makes corn silage very competitive. The silage harvest started very early as they have to cut it before it dries out too much to ensile. I'll take a moment for some empathy for cowmen forced to trim herds because of the drought. Many have improved their genetics and have their herds DNA tested. There are tax provisions where ranchers can sell some cows now and buy them back in a year or two without capital gains ramifications. That doesn't help them replace their superior genetics, however. It is gut-wrenching after what could have been decades of building genetic superiority to let that go. There will be average cows for sale, but they will find it very difficult and prohibitively expensive to replace their superior genetics if they sell. This is a sad quandary. They're looking for places to move their cows to. Another management tool that we opted for this year due to the drought and lack of subsoil moisture going into the season was the enhanced coverage option on corn in the farm belt. If we have little to no subsoil moisture recharge, then we'll opt to take the ECO again next year. We are expecting an ECO payment in our county this year. It is triggered by the average county yield as compared to the historical yield for the county as calculated by USDA RMA. The expected county yield for each county is determined by the USDA Risk Management Agency using a linear trend over 30 years of acre-weighted average annual yields. For example, the expected county yield for my county, Clay County, is 189.6 bushels per acre, and it was calculated using the average county yields from 1990 to 2019. If the actual county yield is lower than the county APH, then an ECO payment can be triggered. Here's a comparison of USDA pro farmer and crop condition ratings. On corn, the USDA August report was 174.9, pro farmer 177. Crop condition was 60% good to excellent compared to last year at 64. 
Last year's final yield was 172. On soybeans, USDA report was 50, pro farmer 51.2. Crop condition is 56%, good to excellent compared to last year at 69. Last year's final yield was 50.2. Items that noted the comparison are USDA and pro farmer corn yields are higher than a year ago with a lower condition rating than last year. In soybeans, there's a huge difference in year-to-year crop condition ratings that at 56% compared to 69% good to excellent last year this week did not support the USDA or pro-farmer projected yields. Condition ratings should decline again this week. Rains have not been enough to stop deterioration. We get 90 degree temperatures through the week and then a little dose of rain on the weekend. Corn is not okay anywhere in my region, but dying where they only got an inch of rain this month Soybeans look good yet where they got rain, but suffering where they are not. Same story this week. More 90-degree temps, followed by another forecast of rain. The house is on fire burning here. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.